The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Hey everyone, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 28 of Garthology. We are back for Part 3 of our discussion of Garth's album Sevens. In our last episode, we covered the 4th, 5th, and 6th songs on the album. Today, we'll pick up with the next three songs. Before we look at those songs, though, let's discuss a little more about the album itself. As I mentioned in part one of the recap of the Sevens album, Garth's marketing plan really pushed the Sevens theme on the release of this album. (laughs) It's even got 14 tracks, which is unusual. So my only thought is, is it's because it's divisible by seven. I don't know. (laughs) And (laughs) there was a special edition of the first 777,777 copies released. And to be honest, I'm actually surprised because this came out in 97. He could have released it on 7797, and that would have been perfect. I think that's the only thing he was missing. So I thought those things were funny. But enough with the sevens. Oh, no, wait, there's one more. Let's go over to Jess for song number seven on sevens. All right, guys, I have song number seven, which is Fit for a King. Possessions won't matter up there again. And someday in heaven, when the angels all sing, well, these rags that I'm wearing will be fit for King. This was written by Carl Jackson and Jim Rushing. I actually, I don't, it's strange. This song is not on my playlists because I feel like almost I would want to put it on a different, like not Garth playlist, but I do love the song. So yeah, it's weird. Literally my first note is I love this song, though admittedly it's not usually on my playlists. Um, I feel like I would want to put up maybe on one of my spiritual playlists, um, but but I don't feel like it fits on my Garth playlists. I love the bluegrass harmonies on this one, and I know that that's not for everybody, but it reminds me of listening to my stepdad's family in Indiana. We would go and visit them, or they would come here and visit, and the older members of the family, like his aunts and uncles, all play and sing old bluegrass songs and they pick banjos and play fiddles and all the things. And so when I hear that music, that's what that makes me think of. The song has a beautiful message about a homeless man struggling on the street, spreading the message through street corner preaching that basically you can't take it with you. And someday his raggedy clothes won't matter because he'll be in heaven and worldly possessions don't matter there. The lyrics are very descriptive and I can just see that man on the corner trying to get this message across to people who sadly are probably not going to get the message. 
Um, but there's a part that says his khakis are tattered. He ain't bathed in weeks. His bouts with the bottle show up on his cheeks. And I can just see that, that like, you know, rough, the red vein that they get, you know, from drinking and, and years of hard living. And, you know, everyone I think has seen that guy. And sometimes it's a very compelling guy that you want to stop and listen to for a minute. And sometimes it's a, maybe a little bit of a crazy, scary guy, but I mean, they are passionate about the message that they're trying to get out there. And so it's interesting and kind of makes me stop and think about what those people's story are a little bit more than just somebody you walk past on the street. But what about you guys? What do you think about it? Pete, how do you feel about this song? My thoughts on fit for a King. I honestly, I just don't have a lot. It was a story that I struggled to understand until I really, really sat down and I listened to the lyrics and I read the lyrics while researching. It's a story. It's a fantastic story. And like you said, it just, it opens up your mind to think there's more than just somebody with battered khakis and red cheeks with a bottle. There could always be something more to those people. The lyrics, they're simple. They're very, very, very descriptive. And they just tell an outstanding story and they pass on a wonderful message. It's just amazing. Like that is just my thought on this one. It's it's not on my playlist. It's weird. It's a song that comes up and I know the lyrics to it because it's a Garth song. I just sang along with it and didn't really pay attention to the meaning behind it until I did this, the research for this episode. And um, man, again, not a very long song. They packed a lot of meaning into a, a short song with, with uh, minimal lyrics. So that's my thought. I, I, just amazing. And Deb, what are your thoughts on it? You know, it's funny because just like Jess, um, or similar to what, what Jess talked about, is it kind of stops me when it does come on because it, it suddenly is like, oh, yeah, this is a Garth song. So I do struggle with where this song would go on a Garth playlist. It it always kind of stops me. I kind of come up short and go, oh, yeah. I mean, I love it. It's a beautiful song. And it's um, the story is, again, it's one of those Garth is so good at story songs. Um, but it's very startling almost, I guess, to me, because it just doesn't, it doesn't go with the flow of what is traditionally in my mind, a Garth song. And so I kind of come up short but I still love it. It's a beautiful song. And I was actually very lucky. And I got to hear Garth sing this live during housekeeping. Oh, wow. At one of his recent stadium concerts. It was beautiful. If I remember correctly, I believe Shauna Murphy had it on her sign and he picked it out of the audience and sang it. And so I think I may even have video of it. I'm almost positive I do because I think I shared it with Shauna. So I'll go back and look and I will post that because it's beautiful. He does it just a couple. It's not very long at all. It was a really short um, song. You know, he did a really just a short piece of it, but I will find that and I will post it because it was beautiful. So yeah, that's, that's my feelings. It's a beautiful song. It's not one that I listen to often when it does come up. I'm, I'm always kind of startled by it. Um, but I still like it a lot. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. That'd be great to see that video. Yes, I will definitely share that. Yeah, if we could post that so other people could see it, that would be awesome. It's interesting, Deb, that you talked about like finding where the song fits, because I wonder how Garth decided where it should fit on the album. 
because he's so big on, you know, song order. Right. So it's interesting that it would go between Cowboy Cadillac and Do What You Gotta Do, which is going to be our next song. Right. So I'm like, how do you pick this song and decide? Or maybe it was the music of it that fit there in, in this spot. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because Garth is big on placement. And so I would love to have known what went through his head on where he placed this between Cowboy Cadillac and Do What You Gotta Do. (laughs) Maybe that's where Jesus told him to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so silly. (laughs) All right, Pete, you've got Do What You Gotta Do. So what do you think about this one? Give us some information about it. Yep. Song number eight off the Sevens album is Do What You Gotta Do. If you're gonna walk down on the main street, take the heat. And you see it through. Cause sometimes it comes down to do what you gotta do. Sometimes it goes right down. Do What You Gotta Do was written by Pat Flynn, and it was originally recorded by Newgrass Revival in 1989. Garth released it in January 2000 as the fifth and final single from the Sevens album, and it actually reached number 13 on the U.S. Billboard Hot Country Singles. It also peaked at number 18 in the Canadian RPM Country track charts. Okay, before we get into talking about the song, I need to clear something up because it's something I really don't understand, and maybe you two... Or our fans could even chime in and kind of help me understand it a little bit more. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because I know it's going to have something some Jess really, really loves. So while researching it, I saw that the song was issued over two years after the album's release by Capitol Records. They say that this was due to a parcel of tepid reviews and soft sales for Garth's side project, Chris Gaines. Oh, tepid. What does that mean? No, that it was like... Meh, like it didn't yes. get great reviews. The song itself. Or well, no, the Chris, Chris Gaines album Chris didn't Gaines. get great it, reviews. So then they were like, oh, well, what if we throw out this other song from the other album? Exactly. Uh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. I was like, which, like, what are they like reviews, soft sales? Okay. Side, like, I wasn't sure if they were trying to compare the two of them together at the same time or if this song was kind of like a, hey, that's not doing so great. So let's throw something out for everybody to get their mind off the Chris Gaines album. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Which I'm like, you know what, people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were obviously wrong. They're <laughs> all wrong. Sending some thoughts your way, yeah. right? And you know what? We got to get that. We got to get that album going too, because we've been talking about doing it and we haven't done it. Uh, I know. So <laughs> Jess out, is excited Jess is about that album. <laughs> yeah. I am excited about that album. Okay, so as far as the song goes, this song has such a great upbeat and up tempo pace to it. It has a great positive message in the lyrics, and the one instrument that pulls me in this song is the fiddle. Like, it's very, very well heard in the song. I love the lyrics. Well, they'll call you a hero or a traitor, but you'll find out sooner or later, nobody in this world is going to do it for you. Do what you got to do. Like, I love that message. People will determine what they are going to think of you in this world based on who or what you are about. But if you do what you got to do and you do it for you and nobody else, like, that is how you're going to be most successful in life. Like, I just love, love, love that message. So, Deb, what are your thoughts on that song? 
So do what you got to do for me. It's for some reason, it, it's kind. It's just not ever really been on my playlist and I don't really know why. So first off, I had no idea that it was a cover that when I started researching this song and I also read that, I was shocked. I had no idea because I've only ever known Garth's version. So like Pete, I love the message in this song, but I actually had to look up the lyrics because I don't know them. I don't know why this one is just kind of been off to the side for me for some reason, which is really odd because I love this album. So this song almost feels like it's a hidden gem, like one I kind of missed out on, but I'm glad now that I found it. The lyrics are basically brand new to me. Like I was looking them up and I was going, I didn't know that's what he said. I didn't know that's what he said. So I'm making a vow to you all now that I'm going to start playing this more often. I'm going to make sure it's high up on my playlist. I'm going to go out of my way to listen to it because I really liked it and I don't really know how I've missed it. So That was what really caught me in all of this was how did I miss it? And that's what I just kept coming back to. And another thing that I thought was really odd, I don't really know why, but another thing that fascinated me is the first few lines of the song don't sound like Garth to me. It sounds like somebody else singing. I can't put my finger on it. The closest I could come to it was it reminds me of the Chris Gaines album. Like, I don't know if maybe this is when he was kind of veering towards the Chris Gaines sound, but that's what I kind of came back to listening to just the first few lines of the song, not the whole song, but just the first few lines. And overall, I really like the music. I love the harmonies, which Jess looked up the the background vocals for me because I didn't know who sang it. And it was John Cohen and... Sam Bush. Sam Bush. Yeah. So I don't know either one of them. I'm not sure why they appeal to me, but they do. So I enjoyed it overall. I'm going to start listening to it more. And that was my feelings on it. Jess, what did you think? I really like this song, actually. And it's one of the ones on this album that I do listen to a fair amount. Um, It's very high energy. To me, the theme of the song is very Garth along the lines of how you ever going to know and standing outside the fire and the change, just the the idea of perseverance. It has really great fiddle breaks. And you guys know, we've talked about, I love those fiddle breaks. Um, I love, love, love the music change and the harmonies at the line that says they'll come looking for someone to blame. It just goes up, 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 up. And I really love that part. And it's, we've talked about before, I've told you guys, I love when there's that sudden change in the music and that's that moment in the song. And I just like that it's about hard work and perseverance. And I feel like Garth has lived that in his life. You know, he worked really hard in the beginning and then it paid off and he's had this amazing career and he continues to give back to people and put out songs with good messages. And, you know, it all boils down to what the end of the song says and what Pete talked about. And it says, there ain't nobody in this world that's going to do it for you. Do what you got to do. And I I think that if you ask Garth, he probably lives his life that way, raised his kids that way. And I think that this song is just a perfect fit for him on any album, but it definitely fit the spot on this album that it was placed in for sure. And that's my thoughts on this song. Yeah, that um, it, 
a great message song. So I'm glad that uh, Jess and I, you know, felt the same way. And Aunt Deb, I'm happy to hear that you're going to go back and make an effort to, you know, kind of make sure this one doesn't get past you again. So, all right, that'll do it for Do What You Got to Do. Aunt Deb, what do you have next? The ninth song on Garth Seven's album is You Move Me. You give me You Move Me was co-written by Gordon Kennedy and Pierce Pettis, and it was originally recorded by American contemporary Christian music singer Susan Ashton in 1996. Garth recorded it for Sevens, and it was released on the Sevens album in 97, but it actually got released as a single by Garth on August 24th, 1998, almost nine months after the album was released. It reached number three on the U.S. Hot Country Songs chart and number one on the Canada Country Tracks chart. So for the song, I cannot, cannot stress enough to you how much I love this song. Like this song is beautiful. It's moving. It's romantic. The music is perfect. Garth is perfect on it. I've gotten to see him sing this live um, during housekeeping for some of the stadium shows as well as in previous concerts. And I just love it. It is, to me, this is one of the most romantic songs I think he's ever released. And I just have to say, I think Trisha is a lucky lady because I would like to sit at home and have Garth sing me this song. I just, I love it so much. And I know that there are a lot of women out there that feel like I do. So Jess, how do you feel about it? I love this song so much. Right? This song is one of the reasons this album is my absolute favorite. I listened to this song over and over and over and over and over whenever I first heard it. And I still can listen to it over and over and never get tired of it. It is one of my all-time favorite songs just by itself. Like not on a Garth album, just in general, one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, I love that it's mostly acoustic in the beginning and it just has these moments of electric guitar. And then you get some more kind of moments toward the end. And I love, I I couldn't think of a better word for it, but I love the kind of picking of the guitar notes in the background. And it's not really picking if you know what picking a guitar is, but it's not rhythm guitar. It's, it's lead guitar. And I love that those notes are very kind of rolling and repetitive. And I just love the sound of that music um, that kind of trails along in the background. And you mentioned it was originally recorded by Susan Ashton and she, you know, we had talked about, she did harmonies on, she's going to make it on the album also. But along the lines of this being one of my favorite songs of all time, one of my favorite lyrics of all time in any song is I can't go with you and stay where I am. So you move me. That was the most brilliant lyric I will go to my deathbed saying that was one of the most brilliant lyrics ever written. I love it so much. Pete, what do you think about this song? (laughs) Well, it pretty much sums it up for me, too. And if you don't agree, you're wrong. Yeah, listen, I'm going to tell both of you guys right now. I am way on the opposite. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> Didn't we have this discussion during the brackets? <laughs> yeah, the brackets. Like, so, like, here's a, okay, I don't know what happened, if it may have happened when we were doing research before for something possibly, or if it just wasn't, but, so I'll go through on these songs, right, and I'll look on my playlist, and I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the lyrics, and, uh, and then if I have to, I'll pull the lyrics up or whatever, and kind of, if I, you know, try to look for the meaning. The song wasn't on my playlist. Like, what? What? Like, what? I think we did talk about before that you were like, I need to add this to my yeah. playlist because I love it. Like when we talked about. Yeah. I, and I guess I must not have, or I, I, but I can never stop listening to the song when it comes on. It's one of those that it doesn't even finish the last lyric and you push repeat, push back, yes. you know, rewind, yes. whatever. It's so good. And here's something else about the song. Like, you, you know, you guess like you were talking about the, the, the guitar, Jess, and when the song is playing, the momentum of the music just makes me think of this guy running through a field on horseback. I don't know why, but it's a <laughs> I have no idea why. But I kept thinking of the song, and I'm trying to think of the lyrics, and I got this guy running across this field, and I'm like, what in the world? And I'm like, oh, whatever. So I go on, right, go back, replay the song, and there goes that guy again. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> but um, That's hilarious. What, uh, I, yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking. I don't know. But overall, a great story. When you meet the right person, that, that true real love, that person gets you moving. Always forward, never backwards, and never staying still. I love the message. It's, uh, it's, I love it. It wasn't on my playlist, but I promise you guys it's on my playlist now. Well, I should hope so, because we shouldn't have to ask you about this song twice. Yeah. So I'm certain this song will come up again, because this will not be the last time we talk about this song. And the next time we do talk about it, I'm going to ask you if it's on your playlist. So you better say yes. I should just favorite <laughs> it now. You should just get it out of the way. <laughs> do it right now. Okay, everyone, that's it for this episode where we've covered the middle section on Garth's seventh studio album, Sevens. Have you checked out our website at garthology.com yet? If not, stop by today and check out our past episodes and bonus content. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. And if you could, be sure and share us with everyone you know. That way you can help your Friends in Low Places become Garthologists too. Speaking of friends in low places, we know that all of you guys are on social media. If you guys are on Facebook, we are at www.facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. If you're on Instagram or Twitter, we are at GarthologyCast. So if you guys are there, we do appreciate the likes, the tweets, the retweets, the shares, and of course, any interaction or direct messages. But we do truly appreciate the support. Our next episode of Garthology will be available on your podcast platform of choice on November 7th. Join us as we dive into our fourth portion of our Sevens album review. That will be Season 3, Episode 29. Until then... This has been Season 3, Episode 28 of Garthology. And I'm Deb. I'm Pete. And I'm Jess. Bye, everybody. Happy Halloween. Enjoy trick-or-treating with your littles. Be safe out there. Bye, everyone. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye, everybody. This was written by Carl Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it does have a religious flair to it, I will say. (laughs) This was written by Carl Jackson and Jim Rushing.
who I'm pretty sure neither one of which are Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Think how did they get there and and what message are they trying to? <laughs> it's really hard to record with him in the background. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it makes me really wonder. <laughs> Bo's becoming the funny one on the show now. I don't like it. He's taking my spot. Kick you off and He's kick me out of the fun- oh. Yeah, I'm not bringing the funny no more. Bo's bringing the funny. That fit. That fit there in in this spot. Anyway. <laughs> It was like blah. he waited. Yeah. He was like, and she's talking, she's about to talk. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And then Let's see where it fits in the album. Blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. That's where it fits. Like, blah, blah, blah. breath. And he's like, Meh. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was funny. Diaper, diaper. <laughs> diaper, diaper. Diaper, diaper. Diaper change aisle one. Diaper change aisle one. Listen, you want to know what the problem? Kicking my leg up. I'm trying to show you. I'm full boat over here. <laughs> we do love the interaction, the shares, the likes, the tweets, and the retweets. 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 It's a totally different thing. And a whole other thing again. Yeah. yeah.